Hello, everyone, and welcome into Yelling from the Couch Conference Championship version. I'm Brent Humphreys, joined by my co-host this week, Joey Mullins. Joey, how we doing? Oh, I'm doing good, buddy. Ready to dive into this conference championship slate, man. Yes. Uh, after a, a good rivalry week last week of games, uh, of course, my Kentucky Wildcats come out on top and beat those dirty birds down the road, Louisville Cardinals, 38-31. to 31. It was a good weekend uh, for my team, football land. Not mine. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, it happens. So uh, this week is conference championship week, so we'll go ahead and we'll get started in with our picks for the week. And we begin on Friday night. The first conference championship is the Conference USA Championship. The New Mexico State Aggies at 10-3 and three face the Liberty Liberty Flames, number 24 in the nation. <laughs> Liberty is 11-point favorite. The over-under is 56-and-a-half. Joey, what do you think about this conference championship game? Man. Liberty is, I'm telling you, they're legit. In in, in the in the conference USA, they're legit. Um, I got Liberty winning this game, and I've got the under in this game. I've got the under because I mean, both teams, you know, they're good teams. New Mexico State's ten and three, so I got the under, but I got Liberty covering. Tickets are as low as twenty-seven bucks to this game. Let's I, go. I am also going to roll with Liberty in this one. Number twenty-four in the nation, haven't lost all year. Uh, if you bet on Liberty, you're usually on the winning side of things with Liberty this season. Eleven-point spread. I think that they will cover the spread, and I think that the under also is going to hit in this one. But I like Liberty win by at least two touchdowns in this game and win the conference championship and have a spot, have a chance to make a New Year's Six Bowl. Yep. Now, the maybe the biggest champion, conference championship matchup of the weekend is oh on Friday night. The Pac-12 championship, what is probably the – Last Pac-12 championship that we'll see, the number five, 11-1 Oregon Ducks face the number three, 12-0 Washington Huskies in a rematch of a game from earlier in the season, which Washington won. This game will be played in Las Vegas. Oregon is a 10-point favorite. The over-under is 65-and-a-half. Tickets for this is as low as $25, which is cheaper than the lowest ticket at the Conference USA game. Joey, what wow. do you think about the Pac-12 championship game tomorrow night? Well, I'm going to tell you, I think, man, I, I just – look, I'm on the Oregon bandwagon right now. I mean, I'm obviously a Carolina fan, but – Man, I just think Oregon's going to come in. They're going to get it done. They're not going to lose twice. Uh, Bo Nix ain't going to let that happen. And I'm telling you, man, the over in this game is going to hit because both teams are just running gun. 
So I got, I got, man, I got Washington covering the spread, but I got Oregon winning the game, and I got the, I got the over hitting. I'm with you here. I'm going. Oregon wins this game. I think Washington covers. I think the over hits. This is going to be a battle. The winner of this game is going to <laughs> win the Heisman Trophy, right? Yeah. Uh, Bo Nix and Michael Penix. Whoever wins 100%. this game, I think the Heisman Trophy is theirs. Everybody's going to yes. say Jaden Daniels. Three losses to me. You've had a great season, but you're out. You're you're out once you lose yes. more than two games. These two right here, heavyweight matchup. Oregon is going to want to avenge that loss from earlier in the season. I think they do it. Bo Nix is going to, you know, throw for a bunch of yards. T. Roy Franklin, Tez Walker, not Tez Walker, Tez Johnson, Bucky Irvin scoring a touchdown. That is the one guarantee for the week. Oregon wins. Yeah. Washington covers. But what should yeah. be a very fun Pac-12 matchup. Go ahead and lock that down. Bucky Irving will score a touchdown. I'm telling you right now. Absolutely. Lock it down. And what a finale the Pac-12 is going to put on for their last championship game right there. I mean, could you script it any better? You can't, you can't get no better than that, man. Well, they're going to try to top that. Saturday, we're going to have some conference championship games, and we start out. 12 o'clock Saturday on ABC. The number 18 Oklahoma State Cowboys at 9-3. and three. In the Big 12 championship game, face the number 7 Texas Longhorns at 11-1. and one. Texas is a 15-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under is 54-and-a-half. Tickets are as low as 49 bucks. Joey, what do you think about the Big 12 championship game? Man, I'm telling you. It's going to be another good game. <laughs> There's so many games to watch. But I've got the over hitting in this game. And I've got Oklahoma State covering the spread. But I think Texas and or Texas a oh, my God, Texas will win the game. Uh, Quentin Ewers, I mean, dude, he's a good quarterback. I don't know. I just got Texas winning. I think it's going to be a close game, but that's what I got. I think Texas will win the game, too. I don't think Oklahoma State is as good as what their record is. They're 9-3. and three. They barely beat BYU last week at home. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they, they lost a few weeks ago in a monsoon, which, you know, that you know, 45 to 3 to UCF, but you know, they beat Oklahoma. Uh, you know, had had a few good games. They haven't played Texas this year. Texas is, has played pretty good for most of the season. Texas is wanting to try to back their way into a playoff spot. They would need a win to do that. I think if they win this game, I think Oklahoma State also covers this spread. I like the over in this one too because it's Big 12. And they do not like to play defense in the Big 12. It's all offense. No. It should be an entertaining but, game, though. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Texas will win the Big 12 and keep their playoff hopes alive, whether they get in or not. We'll see. 
I don't think the, they're getting in, but I don't think they are either. Right, they got Ohio <laughs> State in front of them, but yeah. if <laughs> you know a few things happen, I think that they should get in over Ohio State because Ohio State didn't play in the championship game. Texas did. Hundred percent. I agree. It's just whatever the committee thinks, you know. Yep. The next matchup, four o'clock matchup on CBS. The number one Georgia Bulldogs at twelve and zero face the number eight Alabama Crimson Tide at eleven and one in the SEC championship. Georgia Bulldogs are a five and a half point favorite. The over under is fifty four and a half. Tickets for this one, Joey, is as low as three hundred and thirty dollars. What do you like in the SEC championship? My God, I'd rather go to the Oregon game. Like yeah, just saying, twenty five bucks. But yeah. Yeah, but I mean, look, Georgia. I mean, you, you. I mean, how can you go against Georgia? You know, I mean, I think Alabama is going to make going to make this a game, but I just got Georgia, man. Georgia's just too. They're too strong. They're. I don't know. They're just. I got Georgia win this game. I like Georgia in this one, too. Georgia kind of struggled a little bit last week against Georgia Tech. Rivalry game. Alabama also struggled in the Iron Bowl. Mm -hmm. Rivalry game. Come down to the last few minutes of the game. Should have been a pick six at the end. Guy stepped out. Cool. But still close to a pick six to where they didn't make it as close as what it was. But anyways, it didn't count. Both Mm -hmm. teams snuck away from the rivalry with a win. That's all you could do in that situation. Uh, Jalen Milrow has played a whole lot better in the second half of the season. He's really coming on. McClellan's a good running back for Alabama. Carson Beck on the other end for uh, Georgia is, uh, you know, he's put up some pretty good numbers this year. They got Brock Bowers on that side. I think Georgia's more talented than Alabama is this year. Give me Georgia to win this one. They haven't lost in a while, and I don't see it happening again. Give me Georgia to continue into the playoff as the number one team and to be the SEC champions once again. But I think Alabama covers that five-and-a-half-point spread. And give me the over in this one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't think it's going to be – I mean, I don't know. Alabama's definitely going to cover spread, but, you know, Alabama last week, their, their miracle <laughs> touchdown – I don't – it's not going to come to that this time. Georgia's going to – they're going to get it done. Yeah, I, I think Georgia will win it too. The uh, next championship game is also at 4 o'clock, which, I mean, if you had your choice, are you going to watch the SEC championship or are you going to watch the American Athletic Conference championship between mm. the SMU Mustangs? And they'll face the number 22 two-lane green wave. SMU's 10 and 2, Tulane's 11 and 1. Tulane is a three and a half point favorite. The over under is 47 and a half. This game is being played in Tulane's backyard in New Orleans. Tickets for this one, Joey, are lowest $14, the lowest ticket price for a conference championship so far. Who do you Um, like in this matchup? I got Tulane all the way. I know SMU is, you know, 
predicted to win the game. Uh, well, ESPN says they're predicted 72.5% to win. But I got Tulane win this game. Um, Pratt's just a good quarterback. I mean, he's got 21 touchdowns, four interceptions. Um, I got Tulane taking care of business, especially where they're right in their backyard. Um, I got them covering the spread and take care of business. I am rolling with SMU on this one. I think that uh, oh, nah. they're going to they're gonna win this game. Tulane has played teams a lot closer than what they should have been the last few weeks. They've had a lot of close calls. I know last week they beat Texas San Antonio by 13, so that wasn't that close. And then FAU. But before that, they had a run of where they was really close with a lot of teams. And mm-hmm. I think that it's going to come back and it's going to bite them this week. And I think that SMU is going to win. Uh, and I think they're going to – cover that. SMU in their last five, uh, they blew out Navy, uh, they beat Memphis, blew out North Texas, beat Rice, blew out Tulsa. I just think that they got the momentum here coming in and uh, I think that they're going to be the better team here and uh, defeat Tulane to win the American Athletic Conference Championship. Uh, Did I say that Tulane was a favorite in that one? Yes. So, of course, I'll say that uh, SMU covers that spread. And give me the under in this one. Take the under. Now we go to the nightcap. Mm. The number two Michigan Wolverines at 12-0. and 0. Get Jim Harbaugh back this week. They face the number 16 Iowa Hawkeyes, who are 10-2 and 2 in the Big Ten Championship. Michigan is a 22-point favorite. The over-under in this one's kind of high for Iowa. It's 35 and a half. Joey, what do you think about this game? Give me Michigan to cover the spread and give me the over because Michigan is dominant. They're right, like just like the committee has predicted, they're right underneath Georgia. I mean, they're going to come out, they're going to dominate, especially with their head coach back, and I know it really didn't make a difference. But I just got Michigan in this, man. Michigan's too much for Iowa. I know, you know, a lot of Iowa games, they don't they don't score a lot. They got good defense. Iowa's got a great defense. Don't get me wrong, but with Blake Corum and all of them, dude, it's give me the over, give me Michigan to cover spread. This is gonna be another lock, uh, Blake Corum for any time touchdown, by the way. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I also think Michigan wins this game. I think that they cover that spread. But I'm taking the under in this one because the under always hits in Iowa games. This could be like a 31. This could be a 31 nothing game. 31 to 3. 35 to nothing Michigan game. But it won't won't go over the spread. The under's hitting again in the Iowa game. Michigan last week, uh, the win in the game against Ohio State. A uh, big win for them again, three straight years over their rivals. They get Harbaugh back this week. And like you said, I don't think it matters whether he's there or not. They still got a really good team with or without him. They win this one. They win the Big Ten and they roll into the playoffs as the number two team. Looking for a matchup, I don't know, maybe with uh, – 
know, maybe Oregon the first round if Oregon wins. I mean, it could be a very interesting mm. playoff scenario there. Man, the only problem I got with the over-under here is I know it don't matter that if Michigan has Harbaugh on the sideline or not that they win, but when he's first game back on the sideline, they're going to want to prove a point. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Iowa's defense is pretty good, but uh, this is going to be the best offense they've faced all year. Mm-hmm. And then to wrap up conference championship week. Oh, my. We have the nightcap. The number 14 Louisville Cardinals with a record of 10 and 2 after last week. Travel to Charlotte to face the number four Florida State Seminoles, who are 12 and 0 in the ACC championship. Florida State is a one and a half point favorite. The over under is 47 and a half. Joey, what do you think about the ACC championship? Well, I've got Florida State. Oh, I know. 38 bucks. But listen. (laughs) I got Louisville covering spread. All right. Now hear me out. And I've got Florida State winning the game. And I'm just saying, I mean, Florida State, I know Jordan Travis going out, like it's it, 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 it's, it's rough. But they've still showed they can compete and they can play. You know, I mean, they've got good receivers. I mean – I just got I got Florida State winning. I think they're going to win, and I think Oregon's going to win, and then we're going to see what the committee is going to do. So, so you got Louisville covering the spread. Yes, you got Florida State winning by one. Yes, <laughs> I've got Florida, I got State, Florida State barely winning. <laughs> I've got Florida State winning this too. There's no way I'm picking Louisville to win a conference championship. If they win, no. that is like they're the best team out of the ACC. Are you kidding me? That, that team that lost last week at home to a 7-5 and five SEC team, Kentucky, yes. Kentucky beat Louisville. I don't know if I've mentioned that or not yet. But they beat <laughs> Louisville times. last week. A couple Top times. 10 team. <laughs> oh man, it's always great. You just beat them dirty birds. I think Florida State will beat it them is. dirty birds. Uh, and then, but if if Louisville somehow pulls off this little upset, it wouldn't be a big upset because you know Travis Jordan ain't playing. Yeah, I know it's Jordan Travis, but he's not playing. Uh, if they could somehow do that, and then it'd be like chaos. Like, what does the committee do at that point in time? You know, I could see yeah. a scenario where Alabama beats Georgia. Michigan, they won't lose to Iowa, I don't think. But Oregon beats Washington. Louisville beats Florida State. Texas loses. Then what do we do? Like, is Ohio State back in the conversation at that point in time? <laughs> right. Like, what do you do? Even though, yeah. Washington well, I mean, lost to Oregon. Do you put them in, the, even though they've got one loss and you have two Pac-12 teams? What do you do at that point? Right. Even this game, I would almost throw out a spread. Like, I just think Florida State's going to win the game. Like, I, I'm not going to say that 
you know, Florida State's going to win by one and a half. I mean, I think Florida State's going to win the game. And it's going to be at right down to the wire. Like, I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way. So, yeah, I've got yeah. I've got Florida State. I go covering that spread. The over under is forty seven and a half. Uh, give me the over on that one. That's kind of low. When both teams they could score, and well, Florida State, even though they don't have Travis, they still got, like you said, they still got good wide receivers. They still got Trey Benson running back. They've still got players that that can play. But ultimately, mm-hmm. if if they make the playoff, I don't think they're going to go very far without Jordan Travis out there. So we'll yeah, see, and the committee, committee will have a decision to make for sure, depending on how these games go. But can't wait to watch these games this weekend, man. Tomorrow night's Oregon Washington Pac-12 game is going to be My the God, best of the weekend, right there. That's, that, that's the one I'm looking so forward to, man. Everything after that game is going to be like. Okay, uh, we've already seen the best championship game of the weekend. Everything else yeah. is vain. But don't no, I mean the, this Florida State Louisville game? Like you can't really have a spread. Like it's so close. You know what I mean? Like it's you can't. I mean, Louisville could win by a field goal, or Florida State could win by a field goal. So I mean, like you can't really say. You know, one and a half is it's just it's a coin flip, man. It's a coin flip. Yeah, and if cool, Jordan Travis cool was in this game, if Jordan Travis was in this game, I'd pick Florida State to cover a touchdown spread. A hundred percent. I would too. Louisville, Louisville's beaten uh, Notre Dame this year, and they've beaten um, oh Miami, and that was their two biggest wins. But they lost last week to Kentucky. Uh, I haven't mentioned that yet on this program. Yeah. Uh, Louisville was a fourth-team team. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they got smacked down a little bit there. You know, L's down and all that stuff, good stuff. You know, Ray Davis sent them back. Uh, you know, I mean, hey, they still I'm, got their little championship game. But like you said, I if mean, Jordan Travis was playing, it wouldn't even be that close. I mean, I'm not a Kentucky fan by no means. I'm a Carolina fan. But to sit here and say, do I like Louisville? No. Did I like it that Kentucky beat them? Yes. I did. And I'm a big Ray Davis fan. Like, I'm going to be a Ray Davis fan when he's in the NFL because that dude is going to be playing on Sunday for somebody. So, I mean, I, I'm on your side on that one. I was happy to see that. Yeah, I mean, they come out and they beat Louisville last week in Louisville's home stadium, you know. I just figured mm-hmm. we should bring that up at least once on this program here. At least, you know, at least, at, at least, least once, at least. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but uh, moving on now, we'll touch a little basketball here since it, we're starting to get in the swing of basketball a little bit. Uh, last week, there was a lot of good tournaments on. Um, your Tar Heels played in the battle for Atlantis, uh, ended up losing to Villanova, but beating – which teams did they beat again, Joey? Arkansas. Arkansas, Arkansas, who then went and last night stormed the court after beating <laughs> a certain Blue Devil team from North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, the the, the, Blue the, the, the Duke. No, it's the Puke Blue Devils of Duke. <laughs> Just saying, they uh, they beat them and then stormed the court like they've never won a game before. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Arkansas, you won a national championship before. There's no need to storm the court. None. No. Like, like wow. But hey, I guess they were happy. I mean, I mean, I so. you know, like I told you, man, when you're a blue blood, if you're a Duke, if you're Kansas, if you're Kentucky, if you're North Carolina, if you're a Villanova, I mean, any time you beat those teams, that's a big deal. I mean, you just wear that bullseye on your back when you're one of them teams. You just – it's it's automatic. Yep. And, you know, it's – you know, like I said, you know, they won over a top ten team at home. It's a big win, especially Arkansas, where they've had three losses already early in the season. So, it was probably good for them to get that win. But, you know, you know – I'm going I'm to go ahead and shake it up a little bit. St. Joseph beat Villanova, and Carolina yes. lost to Villanova in overtime in the battle for Atlantis. So, I mean. And St. Joseph took Kentucky to overtime the week before. At, at Rupp. And I thought, I thought yeah. that was a bad win for Kentucky because I'm like, oh, Lord, they let this team take them to overtime? And then last night they come out and they just yeah. put a beat down on Villanova. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe this team ain't as bad as what I thought they was then. It don't make that loss look so – it don't make that overtime win look so bad now. So. Right, yeah. It, it makes it look a little bit better there. Uh, also earlier in the week, uh, the ACC-SEC challenge, the mm-hmm. Kentucky Wildcats hosted the Miami Hurricanes, and that game was a – Complete bl- slaughter. Uh, Kentucky was, Wildcats it, come out. Yeah. Blitz. Blitzed them, dude. Right off yeah. the rip. And uh, Kentucky 95 to 73. And one of Miami's best players from last year and even this year, Nigel Pack, I didn't even know he played in the game at all. He had two points overall in the game, and that's like their big guy, like they're one of their best players. Him and Wooga. Wooga got his, yeah. though, first. Though. But, man, the emergence of Reed Shepard so far this year, man. <laughs> I mean, 21 points, you know, five rebounds, four assists, three steals, and a block. He, he's, he got a block on uh, Pack. And after that, Pack did nothing. Like he just wilted away. Uh, Joey, what would you think man. about Kentucky? Yeah, what do you think Spark about Kentucky's plug. performance against Miami? Spark plug. When Reed Shepard's on the floor, Kentucky does good. When he ain't on the floor, you can tell a difference. And we've sat here and we've watched several UK games together. And you know, when Reed Shepard's on the floor, he's like that spark plug. He's like, all right, guys, come on, let's go. He's like the motor that keeps them running. And, I mean, as long as he's on the floor and long as he's healthy, I like Kentucky's chances, man, this year. I do. The uh, one unfortunate thing that happened during that game was uh, DJ Wagner uh, kind of did something to his ankle or something. And if, if lip reading is to be seen on Twitter, people were freaking out. Uh, maybe yours truly as well at one point in time when uh, I was watching that game. And I was like, he just mm-hmm. said it's broke, bro. 
And you're like, nah, I don't think it was broke. But, you know, he, he didn't return back to the game. Yeah, he was on the exercise bike, and he went back to the locker room and hasn't been heard from since. I haven't heard an update or anything since that. So, uh, you know, Kentucky, you know, he was starting to come along, too, because he had a slow start in that Kansas game. He was starting to come around. They've still got Rob Dillingham, who's been playing pretty good. But you'd also want DJ Wagner in there, too, because, like I said, he was starting to come around. He's one of the top recruits in the nation. Hope he's all right. Hopefully he can come back and play. Yeah. I mean, you never wish nothing bad on a kid. You know, no matter if you're – I mean, I mean, look, I cannot stand Duke. But to sit here and say that I wish that if a player goes down for an injury, like I hope they're okay. You know what I mean? It, it's one mm-hmm. of the things where, like, you know, Wagner's a big part of Kentucky's offense. Like, and their defense. Like, he's a big part of their puzzle. So, you know, I hope he's okay. And I hope he's I hope he's back whenever Kentucky and Carolina clash in December. So, because, you know, if, if, if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. So, I want their full cast there, the whole nine yards. I want to see – I want to see it. I want to see them clash head on with completely healthy rosters. So, I believe we'll uh, I believe Rick Flair might have said that at one point in time. <laughs> to be the man, you got to beat the man. <laughs> you got to – yeah, yep, that's 100%, man. That's the way it is, especially in college basketball. Like, you can't, you can't expect to – okay, well, we've played all these cupcakes and, you know, we've won by 30 points. Well, let's see what happens when you play somebody your own size, you know? Yep. So Kentucky, speaking of cupcakes, they uh, they'll they'll have UNC Wilmington this Saturday, and what is the potential to get uh, Aaron Bradshaw in his first action as a Kentucky Wildcat? We'll see. Hopefully, he can come back and give a little size inside for Kentucky. That's the only thing they're really missing on this team right now. Last night in the ACC SCC Challenge, the North Carolina Tar Heels defeated the Tennessee Volunteers 100-92. to Joey, what did you think about your Tar Heels performance last night? We sucked. <laughs> we sucked in the second half. Like, you cannot have a lead like that, man, at home. <laughs> like me and you talked about, you can't have a lead like that at home and then give it up and only win by eight points. I mean, in the first half, they completely had Tennessee knock Plum out of the game. Completely. And then you're going to let them come back and only lose by eight? I mean, I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm Carolina's worst critic. And, you know, it should have been a wire-to-wire. It should have been 92 to 115 is what the score should have been. And that's just my opinion. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm glad they got the win. That's great. But I'm not happy with the win. Let's put it that way. The first half was an amazing performance from Carolina. 61 points on the board against Tennessee. That defense is like one of the top in the nation before last night. I'm sure that took a big hit. After the half, after the half, not so much a good performance. I mean, Tar Heels still scored 39 in the second half, but they let Tennessee score 53 on them in the second half. Yeah. And 
make it a game at one point in time. I mean, they were down six with a couple minutes mm-hmm. left. Had yeah. a shot, and, uh, but things didn't go Tennessee's way. Trust me, I'm glad I'm not a Tennessee fan whatsoever. I'm pretty sure I've made my feelings towards Tennessee known really well on this here podcast. A couple uh, times. There's a stat line that I want to go over here with uh, Tennessee. Uh, Dalton Connect had 37 points last night. Mm-hmm. A guy that I had not heard of until last night. Uh, but uh, that's a guy that I'll be looking – I'll be remembering that name when Kentucky faces them later on in the season. Another stat line from Tennessee. The 11th-year senior, Santiago Vescovi, went scoreless. Uh, zero points last night. Just didn't do anything. Only played 14 minutes, and when he was in, he had four fouls. I mean, he, like, did absolutely nothing in there. And for an 11th-year senior like Vescovi there, you think that he would play a little bit smarter than that. Joey, what did you think about the way that the stars were for Tennessee there with connect with 37 and Vescovy with zero? I mean, they combined for 37 points. Well, I mean, I mean, you got to credit some to Carolina's defense, especially in the first half. I mean, they they played lots out defense in the first half. I mean, they were sharing the ball and I mean, man, with this whole transfer portal, you never know anymore, dude. You never know. You can have – I mean, you can have a team you never heard of. And they've got some transfer, you know. And that's why it's so hard to predict any kind of college basketball, you know, wins or anything. But, I mean, you got to credit Carolina's defense. I mean, they knew what they were doing. And then, I don't know, Carolina, the first half was picture perfect. If they could play that first half in every game, then we win the national title, 100%. But they, they, the second half, man, I just wasn't happy. Just wasn't happy. Still not happy about it. I'm still pissed about it. Like, I'm still mad about it. Because you don't let a team here, dude. You put sixty-one points up. You don't let them. No, it just don't happen. If that's on a neutral site, and I'm not going to bring up the past, but you know, Kansas. You know, we were up that big on Kansas, and then we let them come back, and we lost the national title. So you can't do that. Uh, Carolina's. Uh, Ingram had 20, Baycott had 22, R.J. Davis had 27. Like you said, R.J. Davis is just steady Eddie out there for Carolina. Mm-hmm. They need a bucket, he's going to get it for them. Exactly. Uh, Carolina. He's, he's the Reed Shepherd <laughs> of Kentucky, man. I'm telling you. If you need a play or you need a spark or you need something to happen, he'll make it happen. And that's the way Reed Shepherd is for Kentucky. If if he even if he's on the bench, if Calipari says, "Hey, I need something to happen," hey, you go in the game, then something's going to happen. Hundred percent. Carolina's next game is uh, Saturday against Florida State. They open up ACC play. 
uh, at two o'clock, and then they play UConn, and then they play Kentucky, and then they play Oklahoma for their next games after that. So the, the schedule is not going to get any easier at all for Carolina. No. And that's what you want. That's exactly what I want. I want them to be tested 100% right off the bat. I mean, it has to be that way. I mean, you got Florida State, you got UConn, you got Kentucky, and then you got Oklahoma. I mean, dude, it's – no, it gets harder, actually. And that's the way I want it because – you want those hard games early so a team can use that as a measuring stick and be like, okay, this is what we need to do. You know, this is what we need to improve on. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather take these losses now. You know, did I like really? losing to Vill- did I like losing to Villanova of all teams in overtime? <laughs> no, because we lost to Villanova once at the buzzer and we all know how that went. So, and by I'd rather, and by I'd rather yeah, I'd rather take the losses early and just learn from it and get better. Kentucky's next four games: UNC, Wilmington, Penn, North Carolina, and then the cupcake of all cupcakes: Louisville, and then Illinois State. Louisville, by the way. Hang on, man. Uh, congratulations to Louisville. Basketball team. I mean, we we've <laughs> talked about their football team. We mentioned it once that Kentucky defeated Louisville in football last week, but we'll, we won't bring it up anymore. We're talking about basketball now. Louisville Cardinals. Uh, the other night, Joey, a big milestone for Kenny Payne and the guys over there. They won their fourth game of the season, matching last year's total. Yeah, we're talking about basketball, not football. I'm, they had four wins in basketball that matched last year's four-win total. They Jeez. got it. They, they beat Bellarmine in the ACC-SEC challenge. Wait a minute. Bellarmine's not in the SEC. Oh, wait. They didn't get invited <laughs> to the challenge. Sorry. Uh, but, yeah. but they did defeat Bellarmine. Um, one of Louisville's players uh, was having issues. I, I, did you see this story? Uh, he didn't know if he wanted to come into the game. In, in play because they didn't have his tights for him to wear. And it wasn't tights that, he, that Louisville had ever had for him before. But uh, Kenny Payne said that he finally uh, got him convinced to wear those tights and or wear, go without those tights, actually, and play the second half. And he did, and he had a pretty big second half. But they didn't have the tights for him, Joey. Have you ever heard that in basketball? So they didn't have the tights for him? So did they have his uh... – like ballerina shoes or what? Well, I mean, I don't understand it, man. Like, I mean, you're talking, you're talking from a coach and, and look, I'm not trying to bash Louisville. Like, I'm not trying to be like aggress- aggressive. I know, but if you have a coach who don't know what a two, three zone is, you got tricked. And then, and, and then you're going to have a player who don't have the right tights. I mean, okay, it might be time to look for another coach. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there. It's just It's just my opinion. I mean, people that listen to this might just bash me over it, but I'm just saying. I mean, if, if Louisville ever went up against Syracuse, 
I mean, Kenny Payne might have like a a, a meltdown. Like he might yeah. not, he might have to go back to the locker room to yeah, uh, to, be, a, to, to be evaluated. Yeah, Bayham was still at Syracuse. Uh, yeah, yeah, he would definitely be in trouble. But uh, yeah, no tights and <laughs> he's, he, oh my he started God. Off, he started off by saying, "I don't know <laughs> if I should mention this or not." If you're saying that, okay, odds well, are you that, probably shouldn't mention it. That's your first mistake right there. If you <laughs> if you think that in your mind, like, hey, don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. Make up something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm a coach, I'm making up something. Well, we didn't have the – he didn't have the right kind of shoes or something. Like, make up really? shoes. Don't make up tights. I mean – like you said, is he going to oh you know the ballerina? About, is he going to a recital or something? Is he going I mean, to like, a recital? Is he is he in a oh my Broadway God. play? Is he is he wrestling Andre the Giant this week and needs his wrestling tights? Or what are we talking about here? This is basketball. We are talking, talking about, about basketball. <laughs> We're talking about a game. It's oh, like man. man. The, they gotta they gotta rework their stuff, man. And I, and I'm saying this from just a basketball like analysis. They've got to rework their stuff, man. They can't have what they got right now and expect to go anywhere. And I know, and I'm sure Kenny Payne, he was what assistant at Kentucky. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, not all assistants are cut out for a head coaching job. Head coach. Nope. And I just don't think Kenny Payne's cut out for a head coaching job. I just don't. When when Kenny Payne was at Kentucky and some Kentucky fans would get very frustrated with Cal Perry and his head coaching, there were some rumors every year that Cal would go to the NBA. And Kentucky fans would be like, well, we got a suggestion to who to take over. We'll slide Kenny into the head coaching. Be careful what oh you ask God. for. Because oh, my God. If you don't have a coach who has never been a head coach and has not been proven and hasn't had that experience, you do not want them taking over the helm at a big school like Kentucky like that. Like right. Carolina with Hubert Davis. They took a little bit of a gamble. He did go to the championship game. The jury's still out on him overall. If you agree with that? It's completely still out on him. Like we're going to see what he does this year and next year. That's my yes. window. For for Hubert Davis, okay, you got you went to the championship game. That's great. And last year was kind of a, you know, just one of them scuff years. But you got this year and next year, bro. And if you don't prove something, I mean, and what gets me, and I know we're switching topics, switching teams here, but tell me how Roy Williams can be at every single game even when they're in Honolulu playing in the mm-hmm. battle for Atlantis and he's at the games mm-hmm. like the only thing I want to say is like man look you're at every game why ain't you standing down there on the side of the bench instead of sitting two rows up in the seats you know and I'm not ba- I'm not I'm, I'm not bashing Hubert Davis by no means because I yeah. think so far he's done a pretty good job of taking over for Roy Williams. Because, I mean, you know as well as I know, Roy Williams, Mike Krzyzewski, 
and I'm not a Duke fan. Just go ahead and put that out there. But those are big shoes to fill, man. Those are big shoes to fill. Yep. And it's not easy coming in when you've had somebody like Roy Williams and you're coming in and taking over. And, you know, at Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, those schools, you're expected to win. Like right, right off the bat. There's no learning curve. There's no, well, it's a down year. No, there's no down years. You have to win now. So that's why I was surprised that Duke went with Shire, who never had any previous head coaching experience. Same thing with Carolina Hubert Davis. Yep. It makes me think of Connecticut a few years back with Kevin Ollie. He had no previous experience. They won a title with him. Granted, they won a title. But after that, what did he do before that? What has he done since that? Absolutely nothing. nothing. They, like, I don't even know if they made the tournament any more times after they won that title. He's coaching somewhere. I don't even know where he's coaching now. He's not a head coach anywhere. But you got to have that preview, especially if you're going to be with the big boys. But – we know Louisville's pretty much a mid-major school, so of course they're not going to hire anybody with much experience because you know they're Louisville. <laughs> well, and just to touch on one more thing, when Carolina won the title in 2005 with Raymond Felton, Rashad McCants, Sean May, Jawad Williams, all those guys, those was not Roy Williams's players; those was Matt Doherty's players before Roy Williams. So, mm-hmm. Roy Williams was under the microscope, like, oh, these are what your players. You know, well, let's see what you can do after that. Well, he ended up with a title in 09 and then one in 2017. So All right. That's what I'm expecting out of Hubert Davis. Like, okay, you've got a couple years of like a buffer, but you got to produce something, or I promise you, Carolina will find somebody to replace you. Yeah, it's just the way it is, man. You just had to bring up 2017, but uh, Louisville. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Louisville. it just kind of fit. Louisville here, uh, they got the fourth win before December. Like I said, big, big props. Congrats to yes. Louisville. Look like wins. they won. They will improve on last uh, year's record, and uh, oh, you know, uh, they, they they may even double it up. I, I mean, you know. Maybe I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't think they will. Yeah, I don't I'm, think I'm, they will. Have you seen their schedule coming oh, up? They got Virginia Tech this week. That's a loss, right? Yeah. yeah. DePaul. DePaul's won one game this year. They they may get DePaul. They may not. Let's say they do. Let's give them five wins there. Arkansas where's the game? State. Where's the DePaul game at? Is it, it is at. It is at DePaul. That's a loss. That's a loss, man. Arkansas State's at home. They they could get that, that one. They, they'll get that one. All right. Give them that so one. We're at either five or six there. Uh, Pepperdine, the Pepperdine Peppers, I think they're actually the wave. Uh, it's at home. You know, we'll probably we'll – we'll chalk that up as a win as well. So, they're on a three-game winning streak here, maybe. You know, two to three games. What do you say, Joey? Do you think you get Pepperdine? I think they will. Yeah, I so they're then Kentucky, forget it. They're getting smashed. Yeah, <laughs> just like their football team. If I've mentioned that yet, that uh, Kentucky beat Louisville in football this past week. 
Yeah. It was that's still all, that's, in basketball. that's only the first time you mentioned it. So it's yeah, all good. I'm humble brag. You know, I don't want to bring it up too much. You know, yeah. Don't, 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 yeah. Yeah. I got yeah. you. Uh, and then uh, Virginia, that's a, that's a loss. Yeah. Uh, Pitt, Pitt's yeah. a loss. Miami at Miami, that's a loss. <laughs> NC State, that's a loss. Mm-hmm. North Carolina at Carolina, that's a loss. That's a beatdown. <laughs> Wake Forest at Wake Forest. Wake Forest is beating them. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. You can't. You, can, you can't. Keep searching. You can't find very many wins. <laughs> that's a loss. Florida State at home? No. <laughs> what about in the Carrier Dome against Syracuse? No. How about Georgia Tech at home? No. I what don't about, like it. What about at Boston College now? Mm-hmm. Now we're talking this could be a battle. Louisville, be, Louisville in February got a chance to double up their win total at Boston College. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Eight wins wow. right now. Let's go. Oh, my Lord. I'm telling Pitt? you, man. It's You just you can't find wins for them. You can't no find them. Actually, Actually, they'll probably lose that Boston College game at Boston College. Pitt at Pitt, that's probably a loss. Notre Dame at home, Notre Dame struggled. I mean, we'll see how that one goes. I mean, they could get it there. Duke at Duke at Cameron Indoor? No. Syracuse at home? No. Virginia Tech at home? No. Boston College at home? There's the there's the eighth win right there. That's the that's the eighth win in March, March the ninth. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it right that's, there. We found it. We've we've doubled their win total right there. Congratulations to Kenny Payne on that. And and we had to struggle. To, to double that win because there's some of them games they're probably going to lose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're giving them credit for some there. I mean, they could come out uh, against, you know, Arkansas State and the Wolves just beat them. <laughs> it's just like Maryland. Maryland's the same way. Like Maryland's – it don't matter who they're playing. Like, it doesn't matter. I mean, they could lose. And Louisville just got to do some soul searching right now, man. They're, you know, and, and I'm not a fan of Louisville or Kentucky. You know, I'm just saying from a basketball standpoint, they got if if I'm the if I'm the athletic director or if I'm the person in charge of their athletics, like I got some soul searching to do. Like, you know, you got to make something happen. I mean, you can't keep going on like this. I would say that this is probably Kenny Payne's last season in in Louisville as the head coach, if he makes it through the whole season. He keeps having some of the press conferences like he's had recently, and it's not going. Yeah, it's not going to be good for him. Well, I mean, I mean, me asking you, what do you think? If if you're not a fan of Louisville and you're not a fan of Kentucky and you're not, you're just a basketball analyst on TV, and they ask you, what do you think about Louisville's program? Like, what do they need to do to improve their program? Like, what? what's your opinion? Louisville's got a clear house, clean house, and then they've got to bring in somebody with experience that has won some games somewhere else, maybe a mid-major school, to come mm-hmm. in and completely start from scratch, 
and rebuild this program. When Kenny Payne took over, Louisville was not that bad. There was no reason for a complete and total embarrassing rebuild like they had before when they had Chris Mack there. Chris Mack is a decent coach, but he had some issues, and that's what got him canned from there. But they were a decent team when he left. He had a decent, you know, they could have had a decent roster there. You bring in Kenny. Kenny really didn't bring anybody in at all, and they struggled. So you've got to start with a rebuild from the beginning, but you've got to bring in a guy who has proven to be a winner somewhere else. Maybe not a big school, but maybe a mid-major to to come in. You know, it doesn't have to be a complete – I mean, it could be a nobody, a no-name guy that is one at on a smaller level to come in and, you know, somebody that's built up a smaller school to do it now on a bigger scale with Louisville to get them back to where they needed to be. But you got to start by getting rid of Kenny Payne, I believe. I agree. My – you know who my favorite coach is besides Hubert Davis in college basketball right now? Shaka John Smart. John Calipari. Shaka Smart. I knew he was going to say Shaka. Shaka Smart is one of my favorite coaches. I would not have been disappointed if if they would have named him the head coach of North Carolina. I just – I believe in him. I like him. I don't know why. He just – I mean, he can take something – that he's got and turn it in – nothing that he's got turned into something. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he's just that type of coach, man. He just – he's got – you know, he's got basketball IQ. He's got smarts about him. He he can he can take a team and he can say, okay, I got these players. I know that these six, seven players, you know, are going to play. And they're going to be in the game and they're going to they're, they're gonna buy into my system. You know, and that's what it takes, man. And Kenny Payne don't have no control at Louisville, man. I mean, when you don't know what a two-three zone is, like, bro, you're out, dude. It's I'm sorry. Here's that when you say you got surprised by a two-three zone, like, dude. Man. Here's here's a name that that's rough. Here's a name that if I'm Louisville, I see how this team finishes this year. And then I go all in, depending on how they finish the season, on their coach. And it is Florida Atlantic's coach, Dusty May. Yep. He led the the Owls last year to the Final Four. Right now they're number 13. Uh, They've only lost one game, and it was to to a guy named Bryant. But they beat Liberty Biberty tonight by 25 points. But that's a program right there where he's building up on a smaller scale – this program into a team that's ranked in the top 25. And they started from nothing. They started from nothing. Who would have thought Florida Atlantic would have been anything? Exactly. They got a win over Texas A&M, you know, SEC school. They beat Mm -hmm. Butler. Butler's been places before. They beat Virginia Tech. They beat Virginia Tech by 34 points. I mean, Virginia Tech's, I mean, they're not great, but they're not horrible. But that would be a, that would be a coach if I was Louisville. That's who I'm looking at right now. I'm like, see how you know, depending on how he finishes the season, even if he's like a Sweet Sixteen or a second round, because anything can happen in the tournament. You know, 
Oh, yeah. It's, it's random. You know, you can have the best team in one game, a team can beat you. No, Kansas. Yeah. Kansas. That's all I got to say about that. But if I'm Louisville, that's that's who I go with. That's who I rebuild my team around uh, is I go after that coach right there. Because, like I said, it's, you don't have to have a home run hire. But if you get a guy who's done it on a smaller scale, he could probably do it on that scale too and somebody who knows how to win. Well, I mean, you ultimately got to have a coach. And, look, and me and you are friends. We, you already know this. I'm not knocking Kentucky as a program at all but you got to have a coach like john calipari is one of the best recruiters i've ever seen in my life Mm -hmm. if i owned an nba team i would pay i would pay him whatever he wanted to recruit for me Mm -hmm. but far as coaching a team x's and o's you know he's not the greatest he's not I mean, and, and I'm sure you as a Kentucky fan can admit that. He's not the greatest coach well, just when look it comes at, to coaching the team. Well, just you look know? at the proof. He has yeah. one championship in 14 years. But yeah. look at the guys he has put in the NBA, the talent that he has put in the NBA. Immaculate. Every night Immaculate. there's a Kentucky player. Yeah. That is, you know, doing big things. And with all sharp. that talent. Sharp. Yeah. Sharp tonight yeah. for the Blazers. Yep. I mean, it, it's it's there's proof right here on TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, he puts the talent out there, but you know, if you're a college coach, man, they're expecting wins in college. They're mm-hmm. not looking for players to come in and play a year or so, and then you know they're going to watch them in the NBA. You know, yeah. they don't care about the NBA. They no. want they want wins now. In college, yep. they want banners hung in the gym. Yep, and, and it's cool. It's cool to be like, look, yeah, that player went to UK, but ultimately, yeah. it's like well, that player went to UK and won a national championship for Kentucky. You haven't been and, able to say that a whole lot about you know players in there now because he's only won one. And like I said, I'm not a Kentucky fan, but I'm going to tell you my one of my favorite players, two of my favorite players to come out of Kentucky was John Wall and Anthony Davis. And I think John Wall, the year that he had at – I mean, I'm telling you, man, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, all them, that should have been a national title, man. It should have been a national title. I mean, I I even picked him in my bracket in ESPN to win the title that year because when I pick my bracket, I pick it non-biased. Like, I think – who do I think is going to win the tournament this year? I don't care what kind of fan I am. It's who's going to win it, and that's who I picked. And it was just a letdown. It was a letdown. Yep. Cal Perry should have at least, in my opinion, three at least championships. 2010 with John Wall, the one he's got with Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. 2015 – with Towns, Collie Stein, the Twins, that team that went 38-0 and lost to Wisconsin. 100%, that should, dude. That should he, be should, he should be right up there with Roy, Roy Williams like he was when he came to Carolina. They should have three championships apiece. And Roy's got his, but Calipari don't. Yep. And when, what I'm saying is I'm not talking about the colleges. 
like, you know, the Kentucky, Carolina. I'm talking about the coaches. Mm-hmm. It comes down to you have to know how to manage a team, coach mm-hmm. a team, and you got to know what motivates a team. Yep. <clears throat> you know, and there's certain things that Roy Williams done that Cal Perry didn't do. You know, it's like <clears throat> I seen Roy Williams when his team wasn't performing like he wanted to. I didn't. It, it didn't matter if it was a championship game, Sweet Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight. It didn't matter. He pulled all five starters out, and I've watched him go down the bench and point to five players and go in. Yep. They've probably never played in a game all year. It didn't matter. He's like, just get in the game. And then, you know, he'd have his starters right there on the bench, and he wasn't even watching the game. And he's sitting there just completely just tearing them a new one. You know, and that's what it takes. And you, I just don't see the enthusiasm on the sideline from John Calipari as I do other coaches. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I don't know. But, yeah, that uh... – you know, we're starting to get in the swing of this college basketball. It's almost December, and oh the games God, are going to start heating up. And then in, in another month, even this month for the ACC and some Big Ten uh, mm-hmm. conference games are starting. But uh, it's, oh, it's, it's my favorite time. Ramp up college oh, basketball. my Lord. It's my favorite time of the year. Mm-hmm. Expect some longer podcasts because it's my favorite time of the year. Yeah, we're, we're starting to wrap up the college football talk here, and then uh, we'll be yep. fully on into the college basketball. It's kind of a bittersweet time for myself as a as a big football fan as I am, but I'm I'm a college basketball fan, and been watching a little bit of NBA too with uh, you know the gambling stuff going on. <laughs> hey, Oregon Ducks quiet, to win quiet. it to win it all. I'm telling quiet. you, that's. That's who I hope wins it. Do I think that's who's going to win it? No. But that's who I hope wins it. Hey, they got just as much chance as anybody else in there, man, if they play. Speaking of ducks, there's ducks on TV right now. (laughs) 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 Cartoon ducks. But, uh, yeah, you know, maybe that's a sign right there. We're talking about Oregon. There's the ducks right there on TV. Well, I mean, in the future. It's like you said. I mean, they got as good a chance as anybody, but if I'm calling it from somebody that is talking about sports and analytics and all this, you know, is Oregon supposed to win? No. Georgia's supposed to win. But well, we'll think about it this way. We'll see. If Oregon does play, say – you know, somehow Alabama sneaks into the playoff or Oregon plays Alabama. Not likely scenario to begin with. Bo Nix has already seen Alabama before when he was at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Bo Nix has already seen Georgia before when he was at Auburn. So he is not going to be intimidated at all by playing them big teams. No. And I don't think he's going to let the rest. George Oregon's coach was a defensive coordinator at Georgia a couple of years ago when they had one of the best defenses in college football history. Yes. He's going to know that Georgia team. So mm-hmm. there'll be an advantage there for Oregon. I think that Oregon, like you said, has got just as good a shot as anybody. 
But first, they've got to defeat Penix and the Huskies tomorrow, which is going to be, like we said, the best college football championship game of the weekend, and I cannot wait to watch it. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> tomorrow. It's winner goes to the playoff. That's it. I mean, the winner goes to playoff. The loser don't. That's that's just. I mean, it's the hardcore truth. 